Let's look at Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. It says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And here's the, the focal point of our series. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to look at the, the personality, the personal aspect of this. It says, But as for me and my house, I can't do anything about you and your house. That's where God's got to convict you on what you need to do. But I can do things for me and my house. And so we're going to take the personal aspect of it, and we're going to look at another verse. And I'm going to walk you through what that verse means, because it's probably one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible. Um, many people use it as their life verse. But I want you, as we're looking at the personal aspect of this, but as for me and my house, I want you to flip over to the book of Philippians, chapter 4. And we're going to look at the verse, it's probably the most quoted verse in Philippians chapter 4. And what is that verse? It is found in verse number 13. And it starts out with another word that we, we refer to personally, and it's the word I. And it's always scary as a pastor when you're preaching out of a, a very familiar verse that people have misconceptions or maybe a different thought process but I'm going to show you how my brain works with this, and I'm going to show you what God's given me with this verse, because some people use this verse to do anything that they want. But that's not what this verse is about. It says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Why is this so important? It's the first word, I. Paul writes this, and he wants us to get this. And, and it goes back to that, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Look at these verses together. But as for me and my house, and then the letter I, that's referring to me. I want to serve the Lord. I want my wife to serve the Lord. I want my kids to serve the Lord. There's no other greater aspect of life is seeing that your children are following in the Lord's will. We all have a will, but we've got to surrender that will, and then we've got to follow God. And but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to think about this. This is Paul's attitude. Uh, the verse, I, I, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's his attitude. But I want to show you another verse. Flip over to Philippians chapter 1, and I want to show you another verse that I think really magnifies who he is. And it's found in verse number 20, and it says, According to my earnest expectation, and I love these next three words, and my hope. And my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. And then verse number 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is who Paul was. When Paul wrote the book of Philippians, where was he? He was in jail. He was incarcerated and he writes this book and he says that, whether he lives or dies, he wants to magnify the Lord and glorify the Lord. Then he writes these, these words that we found in, in um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Let's flip back, back over to Philippians chapter 4. When you study a verse, you've got to put it in contextual look. You've got to look at the verses around them because it all adds. I can pull this verse out and it can mean a lot of different things, but that's not what he's saying. I want you to look, and it starts, the, the full thought starts in verse number 10. But it says, I have rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Now remember, he's in prison when he writes this. He says, I have rejoiced greatly, that now at, your last, at, at the last your care of me hath flourished again. Wherein ye also were careful, but ye lacked opportunity. He said, you didn't have the opportunity. He loved the church of Philippi. 
He said, you didn't have the opportunity, but, but when I look at you, I think of all the things you've done for me. And it says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. That's why he could write, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. That's two verses down below it. He can say that because why? He has learned to be content. Americans have a hard time with being content. We do. We have a very hard time with it. We always want something new or better. About the time I learned my computer, they have another computer out that does all these other things. About the time I learned my phone, they do an update and they change everything. About the time my phone is about to go under off warranty, it breaks and I have to buy another one. Amen. They've got it time. There's a little bomb inside of my phone every time it goes about the time I'm supposed to get another one, it blows up. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? How many of you ever got a new type of phone? How many of you have a flip phone in here? Raise your hand. All right. There's nothing wrong with flip phones. They don't break as much. Amen. How many of you have those? Remember those phones when they first came out and they were in bags? You go to your car and you, you get the bag out. You carry the bag. It was plugged into your cigarette lighter because you weren't using your cigarette lighter for what it was intended for because you had your phone in there. Amen. And so you, you get up there, you dial. I have a, ro, uh, is a rodeo. How do you say that? Rotary phone in my office. And when it goes off, it goes off real loud. And I, I tried calling someone. I, I've taken it out because it's so loud, but it's in my office. And I, and I called somebody one time. And you don't realize how long it takes to call somebody when you have to use 10 numbers. I was watching a thing on, on, on Fox News that showed these two, two teenagers that were looking at a phone. They had no idea how to do it. They'd push the numbers. No, you've got to bring it all the way around, amen, and let it go. Bring it all the way around. Let it go. When you have the nines or the zeros, it takes a long time to call somebody. You waste at least 10 seconds of your life when you have one of those. About the time you realize how to do it, everything changes. I remember when I was growing up, we had a party line at our house. That did not mean we had a party for you young people in here. It meant that more than one person was using our phone. And we could get on and we could listen to what the neighbors were saying. Did we do that? Absolutely we did that. My mom used to get mad at me. I can still remember my phone number, 696-2300. I remember you used to take the phone. We used to dial the number, and right when you do the zero, right when you, hit, you hang up the phone, you walk away, and in about, three sec about 10 seconds, the phone would ring. You'd be calling yourself. And my mom would run in and answer the phone, and no one would be on there. And she knew I did it. You get back in here, and you stop doing that. And I, and I mean, the phone systems have totally changed. The phone systems have, have totally changed. I heard, on, uh, again, on, on the news this week that a, a young man, I think I want to say he was in Texas, was having a problem with his math problems. And you know who he called? 911. And this lady got on the phone and actually helped him do it. Started helping him with the multiplication tables and doing all this. At the very end, he started crying. He said, I apologize for calling. I probably shouldn't have done that. She said, no, you shouldn't do that anymore. Don't call anymore. You know, phone systems change, don't they? Everything changes. But as we, as we look at this, we've got to realize that God wants us to learn to be content. It says in verse number 11, it says, not that I speak in respect of want. He's saying, I'm not, I've not arrived. But I can tell you this, I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Why do you need to be content when you're going through things? There are a lot of people in this room that are going through health issues right now. Some people that are not here because they're going through health, health issues. Why do you go through these things? Because God's trying to teach you something. And, and if we don't get it, let, let's not talk about health issues. Let's talk about financials. If we don't understand why we're going through financial situations, 
God will teach us again and again and again until we get it. We've got to learn to be content because life is not always fair. Then he says this, verse number 12 is kind of confusing when you read it. It says this, it says, I know both how to be a base and I, 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 I know how to abound. This is basically saying he knows when he has nothing and he knows when he has everything. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. That's being content on both sides. Then he makes that statement. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He's referring to being content. And he's saying, listen, I can be content, but I can do all things through Christ. That's how I can write this book while I'm in prison. You want to read an encouraging book? Read Philippians chapter 1 through 4. It is an encouraging book. You just see great things in there. You can go in verse number 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Go to verse number eight. What sort of things are true? It lists this, all these lists of things that you should be, should be looking at. Verse number um, nine talks about those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the, and the God of peace shall be with you. If you go to verse number seven, all these verses are great things. And the reason he could write these things is because he understood when things were good and when things were bad, he could be content and I can get through these things. Let's break this down, this verse down, and we're going to look at it in, in, in depth. The first word is I. And when I, when I was writing these down, I was thinking about what does I mean? It's personal. He's a personal God and, and, and he wants me to be personal with him. Not only is it personal, it's relevant to everyone. If you said the word I it'd be referring to yourself, right? That sounds like a redundant statement, but it's about you and it's about me. Not only is it personal relevant to everybody, there's not an option for me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. But there's an aspect of this that it's restrictive and another aspect that's not restrictive. Let's go to the next word. The first word is I, it's personal. The second word is can. You ever had someone tell you that you can't do something? Oh, you can't, you can't climb that fence when you were younger. Oh, yes, I can. You can't climb that tree. Oh, yes, I can. I had a friend that he's secret service now, and he got stuck up in a tree. He could, he could get up, but he couldn't get down. I remember them try, calling the, the fire department and putting that ladder all the way up, and I don't know how high he was up, but if he'd have fell, it'd have killed him. And he just didn't want to get down. I did the same thing. I got up on a fire. They, they dared me to climb up on the the. the water tower. I got about the second round up there and I couldn't get down. I was holding on. My friend said, just let go and just slide down. I said, I'll die from here. And I remember them bringing the fire truck and saving me from that fire, from that, from that water tower. People say you can't do something. How do you respond? The Bible says I can. And Paul says this, I can do all things. What's the word I? The, the word can, it's positive. Let's stay on the positive side. I See, we get so wrapped up as a Christian, you can't do this, but there's so many things you can do. We've got to go back to the positive side of what God has for us. We can do a lot of different things. Not only is this, it's not should or could or might, it's can. We restrict ourselves because of this. With God's help, we can do anything. When that cancer word comes to your family, God's still in control. When the surgery comes to your family, God's still in control. When there's financial issues, God's still in control. When there's relationship issues, God's still in control. I can do all these things. And people are counting on us to do them. So the next one is the word do. This is an action. 
We don't just sit there. Oh, I can do everything, but I'd like for someone else to do it. Amen? You ever been there? If I don't do this, someone else will do it. That's not what God wants us to do. It says, I can do. And not only this, it shows movement. If you get by water that's stagnant, it smells. You don't want to drink that water. You want that movement for that refreshment. And the Bible says this, I can do. It is an action and it shows movement. And not only that, it requires effort. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. And we've got to do it the right way. So when we say this, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, that means all things. It means we can do it and we need to do it and we need to show action. Like we have visitation on second and fourth Saturday and it's this Saturday at 1030. We can do that. Well, I don't like to talk to people. There's times when I don't like to talk to people. Anybody ever got mad at somebody who didn't want to talk to them? I'm the only one. Okay. Have you ever been scared to talk to somebody? How many times have you ever been in a situation where you had to talk to somebody and you knew what you had to say, but you were scared to start it? How do I start this? How do I lead into this? You know, it's not hard when you're talking about the Lord because the Lord's done so many wonderful things for us. It, it shows, shows movement. It's action. It requires, it requires action. And, and the next one is this, the word all. Who is that? If I were to say all of the people in this room, what would it mean? Everyone. No one is exempt from the word all. I heard a boy, the, the statement said, what does all mean? And what did, the, what did the boy say? All is all, and that's all all means. Amen? That means everyone. When you break down all, it's not, restri it's not restrictive. You know, the God that, that I serve is the God that, that Noah served. It's also the God that Linus serves. It's also the God that Doug serves. It's also the God that, that Bernard serves. It's also the God that Peter serves. As we look at all of us, we, we've got this. All of us are in here. It's not restricted to just the pastor. It's not restricted to the assistant pastor. It's not restricted to the choir. It's to everybody. So we need to claim this verse. I can do all things. It's not restrictive. It's anything. Is there anything God can't do other than fail? Is there anything God can't do? He parted the Red Sea and they walked over on dry land. Have you ever tried that? Go to your, your neighbor's pool. Try to part it and then walk on the, on the dry part. It's not going to happen. But he did it. He fed 5,000. Few fish and a few loaves. He did it all. I can do all things. And the last thing, it's beyond your thought process. <laughs> it's beyond your thought process. See, we think we have restrictions to us, but God has no restrictions. What do you mean by that? Have you ever thought, I just don't think that'll ever happen? How many of you have ever known somebody that has a bad attitude and you see them get Christ or see, see their heart change and you go, wow, I never saw that coming? I didn't think that was capable. I didn't think that person would ever turn. We've had Bruce Fry here, and he'll be here in May. His brother prayed for him over 20 years to get saved. Can you imagine someone praying for you for 20 years? Would you ever get discouraged? I would. 
His brother Sammy is a um, youth pastor at his church or assistant pastor at his church. And he prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. On numerous times, um, Bruce Fry would go to the church service and not get saved. He'd go see his brother, listen to his brother preach. And, and you know, as a brother, you're preaching everything to get that brother to understand what salvation is. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And as Bruce, if you listen to his testimony, you'll hear him say that at one point he snuck in the back and sat in the back. His brother could not hear him, could not see him, but he could hear his brother. He heard his testimony, and he asked a simple question. Does anybody in here need, need salvation? He raised his hand. Didn't even know it was him. And then Bruce went home and got saved at his apartment in Nashville. Called his brother up and said, hey, I just got saved. His brother had prayed for him for over 20 years. By the way, they have another brother. Now they've prayed, I think, 30 or 40 years for. You say, God can do anything. It's beyond our thought process. When we think everything is falling apart, God still is in control. He knows what's, doing, what's happening. So it says, I can do all things through Christ. The Bible talks about this. It says, through Christ, what does this mean? And this is the most important part of this aspect. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When we look at this, the, the word through Christ, it's restrictive. It's restricted. And I'll explain that in just a second. Not only that, it's the only way to do it. And the third thing, it's an example to us. Now, let me show you why it's restricted. We can't claim this verse on things that don't adhere to what the Bible standard is. We can't say we're doing something through Christ if Christ would never do it. We can't take Christ to where He doesn't need to be. If you look at the first word, the word's through, I want you to picture this. I'm over here and I have to make a decision and I have to do something. I'm going to do all things through Christ. Picture, if you will, a door here, okay? And I open the door and I see all the blessings over there and I can take any blessing over there, but what do I have to do? I have to go through that threshold and get in that room. And now I'm over here and now I've been through, as I would say, Christ. I'm going through that door and I can only do what Christ wants me to do. I can't. You can't justify things in your mind when you're doing it through Christ. You can't do something that Christ would not want you to do and say, oh, I've heard people say that. Well, if I won the lottery, here's what I would do. I would tithe. And most people that say that don't tithe anyway. Right? Well, if I, if I did this and if God gave me this, we've got to go through Christ. I want to show you a verse. I want you to go to Matthew chapter um, 17. Go back to Matthew chapter 17. We'll come back to Philippians in just a second. All right, Matthew chapter 17, and here's an interesting story. Verse 14, there's a, there's a man coming and he comes to the disciples and when, when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son for he is a lunatic. Now he's not meaning bad things about it. That's, he's explaining who he is. And sore vexed, for oftentimes he faileth, falleth into the fire and often to the water. And I brought him to the disciples, and they could not cure him. Now think about the story. They know Christ is doing this, and he has his disciples. He's healing everybody, so they bring, he brings his son to the disciples, and the disciples try to cure him, and they can't do it. Why is that? Go to verse number 12, 17. And then it says, Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse nation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. 
He's reprimanding the disciples. He's not reprimanding the man. But look at the verse in front of him. Here's the key word to it. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. They couldn't do anything. It had to go through Christ. And here when Christ comes on a scene, he changes everything. And then he's going to use this as a teaching illustration to his disciples. And he says, and Jesus said to him, behold, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I can do all things through Christ. Go to verse number 19, jump up one verse. The disciples then, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and saying, Why could not, what's the next word? We cast him out. He said, You don't have the faith to do it. See, our strength is not in us, it's through Christ. I can't get through a surgery, I can't get through a financial crunch, I can't get through a, a cancer, the cancer word unless I go through Christ. And it's opening up that door and going through that threshold and saying, okay, Christ is the only thing that will do this for me. Through Christ is the key to this verse. And He will never go contrary to what His Word says. That's very important. He will, and, and I'm thankful that he won't. There's times when I get in situations that I have caused and I have to deal with it. And there's other times that I haven't and I can go through Christ and I can get through this. I can do all things through Christ. This is not talking about just good stuff. It's talking about good stuff and bad stuff. And we've got to see that God wants us to do this and go to verse number 21. It says, How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. His disciples, no doubt, had seen him heal many people. So they bring this man here and they think he can, they can do it. And nothing happens because they don't have the faith they need. They're not doing it nat naturally with Christ. They're trying to do it on their own. He says, why can't we heal him? We can't do anything. I can do all things what? Through Christ. How many of you ever tried that verse and said, I can do all things? You ever been there? You know, your personality will take you so far. Your strength will take you so far. But to take you to the end where God wants you to go, you're going to need Christ. Christ will change everything. Because what happens when you, when you try to do it on your own? How many of you ever tried, got in a situation try to fix it, fix it yourself? Everybody in this room. If you were honest with yourself, everybody in this room, but you can only go so far. We've got a creator that's fixed everything, started with nothing and made something, and he wants to help us. And Paul is in a situation where he's in prison, and yet he talks about having, I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ with strength of me. And you say, how in the world, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He must increase, I must decrease. And he says, I can do all things through Christ. And it could have ended with this, but, the, but then the last, two, last three words, which strengtheneth me, that deals with our temporal bodies. Because he will give us the strength. Let's look at this, these last three words. It says, through Christ... It's restricted, it's the only way, and it's an example. And then you get to the next verse, and it's the next word, and it's this, which strengtheneth me. I think this is interesting. It is our power source. 
He is our power source. If we are not reading our Bible and we're not praying, we're only going to go so far. You ever gotten through a situation and said, how in the world did I get through this? And you've been praying the whole time? You know why? Because Jesus has been right beside you, strengthening you as you go. We, we bought a new house and we're painting it. Every night I go to bed and my back hurts. I'm like, oh my word, what in the world's going on? And it's terrible getting old. And I wake up and I think, I, I, I go to bed, I go, oh my, my what's going to happen? I've got to do some more tomorrow. And then when I get up and I go to bed again, oh, my back's killing me. I, I have to wear a back brace to paint. What is wrong with this? But you know what's interesting? Was when I go to sleep and I wake up in the morning, my back is strengthened. I don't know why. I don't wake up with my back hurting anymore. I'll go to bed and it'll hurt. But when I wake up, it's all gone. You know why? Because that rest has strengthened me. And when you try to do things your own, I can do all things. And you don't have Christ in it. That, that strength is going to wear you down. And you know why God does this? Because he wants you to return to him. He wants you to understand you can't do it, but, but with me, you can. That's why Moses, when he went to the people and said, I can't even speak. And you're going to have me lead over a million people? What are you thinking? God provided his answer. I'll take care of you. The Bible says this, it's, it's strength and it's a power source. Not only that, it can, cannot attain alone. We can't get this by ourselves. We've got to get it from God and God alone. And not only this, it's personal. Because look at that last word. There's that word again, me. It's a personal thing. And as, as I look at this, I think, man, I am so glad that Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ, the threshold I need to go through. And while I'm doing that, not only will he give me what I need to do, I can do all these things, but he'll strengthen me along the way. I think of the Martins when, when I think of this verse. Ma'am, if we were to talk to you and your husband about before this baby was born, you'd have never thought you could make it through it. But you know what? Every day. Every day. Every day. And I've been praying for five pounds. Praise the Lord. Amen. I got a text from him saying five pounds. And since he texted me five pounds, it was five pounds. Now it's five, and now he's five foot four inches tall too. Praise God. <laughs> he sends me pictures of him. And you know what he did? Every step of the way, he strengthened it. Now I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? I know God that knows what's happening. And I guarantee you there's a mom and dad that's been praying over this baby. I know there's a church that's been praying over this baby. I know grandma and grandpa's been praying over this baby. There was nothing that we could do. We'd say, how in the world can I get across this mountain? I can't get across this mountain, but I can take one step at a time. And every step that I take, you know what he's going to do? No matter what your situation is, you go through him, he will strengthen you. I know I use my mother's example a lot, but when she had cancer... I'll never forget this. We went to a machine and they did an MRI on her head. And we were sitting in there and she had never complained the whole time. And so they put the dye in her and I remember going and watching the machine and all of a sudden her head went through. And she's not moving a bit. And she, I mean, I remember going there and she brought cookies and pies to all the doctors and the nurses and she wasn't complaining. And she's a little short lady. I could put my head on her. I could put my head on top of her head. And, and I remember her going through that, and the doctors were showing us, say, see all that part that's glowing? 
That's where the cancer is. It went from breast cancer to bone cancer. I'll never forget a statement I made. I said, and I never heard my, wife, my mom complain. And I said, well, there's some spots on her head that are not lit up. I said, that's good. The cancer's not there. And, and I'll never forget what she said. She looked at me and she put her heads, hands down and she said, that's because she has no skull there. The cancer's already eaten it. You know, when I walked out of there, I understood this verse. My mom, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I never heard her complain once. I know what I would have done. Sybil, I'd have, I'd have been complaining the whole time. I've been trying to find out what doctor could do this, what doctor could do that. She didn't, she didn't complain once. And I, when she walked out, I remember looking at her and I, I got a chuckle out of her because I looked at her legs and she had eaten so many carrots, her legs were orange. I was like, Mom, you got to lay off those carrots, man. The carotene had went in her skin and her arms and her legs were orange. She's doing everything she could, but I never heard her complain. She lived this verse, and I want to, as her son, to understand that I can live this verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. I don't know what's right around the corner, but I do know this, that we serve a God that loves us. But the key to this whole thing is this. Through Christ. You know what God wants you to do? He wants you to look at the first part. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. And on the other side of it, while I'm doing it with Christ, He's going to strengthen me. He's going to strengthen me. So now when you read this verse, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We can go back to that verse again. And it says this, But as for me and my house, it's a personal application of what God can do for you written by a man that loved the church of Philippi that was in jail as he wrote it. And I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You want to talk about a positive man? That was Paul. Positive Paul. He was all about doing what God wanted him to do, no matter the circumstances, no matter the problems, no matter the trials or tribulations he went through it. He was positive about it. And many people were saved, probably the best Christian to ever walked this earth other than Christ himself, in my opinion, when I read this scripture, that he is an incredible man. And he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And the God of Paul is the God that I serve. And he can do the same thing for me and you.